When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ooh, the bubbles. Hi, baby. Are you going to sit down and be nice? No, not for your face. It's not for your face right now, Axel. But I am so handsome. But I want to rub my face. Oh, he went a little vampire there. I was going to say, what just happened? <laughs> it was his night voice. <laughs> I want to rub my face. <laughs> Amazing. Welcome to our last episode in 2020. Oh my god, I'm so fucking ready for 2020 to be over. Agreed, on to better things. Better, brighter, happier, less chaotic. Just, mm, 2021 better have it shit together, I'm just saying. Can I just say that I really appreciate this layout because I'm comfy as fuck right now. I am now. also comfy as fuck right now. We are going to record like this from now on. Doesn't it bother you though that you can't access that door? Not right now. Okay. So we're going to record like this until summer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. But also, that's my gaming couch, and that couch moves so easily because it's on sliders. So I move that couch probably 800 times a day. Oh, noted. So whenever we're recording, we can put that couch wherever you want it to be. We could even put it directly in front of this couch if you'd like. Cool. Mm-hmm. It makes it more official. Yes. I'm just here to help you, baby. Noted. That's what I do here. <laughs> So this episode is going to be much different than our normal format. So much different than our normal format. So much so that I'm not even sure, I'm not even sure what to do. This is, this is going to be a very like banter podcast episode, which we are not, but I'm here for it. I'm really excited about it. Our Twitter poll resulted in people choosing to have a Q&A versus our normal episodes for our last episode of the year. So here we are. Here we are giving you what you asked for. And might I add, welcome to Taboos. We're a podcast that normally discusses taboo topics. Normally, that is correct. Today, it's not going to happen though. As this is an off-kilter episode. Off-kilter? I don't really know. (laughs) Are not normal. (laughs) Before we dive into it, I just want to say thank you for all the support we've received for the past four months. It's been absolutely incredible. We didn't expect this Mm -mm. going into it, and there's a lot of people we have to thank for it. I don't even know if we could shout out everybody, to be honest. I don't really think we can. Otherwise, that would be a whole episode by itself. So this is really just us saying to all of you and For people who really listen to our episodes, they know that we do this every single week. So really the people we're shouting out to specifically, like they know we're talking about them. Mm -hmm. But for anybody who we haven't specifically shout out to because there's so many of you and it's just hard to keep 
it's just hard to keep gratitude going so specifically directed. I just really want to say thank you to every single person. I will say, though, that I was trying to think of who, like, our OG people were. Because, honestly, the past four months have been such a... Whirlwind. Yeah. That I do want to say thank you to Paige from Every True Crime. Uh-huh. And Jen from Nopeville. Fair. And... We love Jen. Nikki and Tyler from Page Turners and Button Mashers because as far as OG people go, they were the three podcasts that essentially brought us into mm-hmm. this world and it helped me integrate into Twitter because, well, let's be fair, I still have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, but... Same. And I think Jen was the first person to leave us a review. That might be true. Maybe Paige. So I love that you brought it to the podcast family place. I specifically want to shout out to our OG listener base. And to me, those people would be a huge shout out to Kel, who Mm -hmm. has been ride or die from day one. I mean, even before we had a podcast, she was talking about our podcast to people. So that's really a big deal. Yep. And also to Lair Bear. Lair Bear gets a huge gratitude stamp from us for sure, because he is, we, we talked about a little bit in our depression episode, how grateful we are for him. But seriously, he is... Our number one cheerleader. I agree. At all times and always has been. Seriously, we have known him for a long time and every day he shows up and is our cheerleader. One of my favorite things about our podcast is Lair texting me correcting my math. (laughs) One of my favorite things is Lair texting me saying, "Um, I think you said that wrong or did you know this or were you just making that up or all of his questions. Thanks for love him. Thanks for always keeping us honest, Lair. It's true. You do. You keep us humble. It's it's true. We love you. We're so grateful for you. On that note, though, like Celeste said, we are grateful to everyone, mm-hmm. and we hope that the podcast brings you something that you get something out of it. That's all we can ask for, and that something might be different for every single person, but more than anything, we hope that the podcast brings you comfort, whether that is in a moment of need or if it is just in the sense of we are just this way and we are going to stay this way and you're here with us, like that dependability, whatever, anywhere on that spectrum, that's what we want. Agreed. We're going to set some big goals for 2021. We are, and we're going to fucking crush them. So stay tuned. Moving on to this, I don't even know what to call it. I'm so thrown off by what we're about to do, by this... The questionnaire. Interesting thing we're about to embark on. Get it? It's like the Google Air, which is you, plus the concept of this episode. Good job. The questionnaire. I like it. I'm here for it. It's got to have that air of, like, mystery to it, though. So we reached out on all of our social medias. We did, in fact asking for questions and you guys obliged you did you were so generous and helpful and we really appreciate it would you like me to start out i would love that cool i didn't write them down i know you didn't i have my my special guest notebook and there were a couple i just saved on my phone but so this first question is a two-parter okay but i feel like it's appropriate seeing this is our last episode of 2020 i'm here for it what are your long-term goals for the show and what's your favorite episode why am i starting since that was your question sure Okay, so my favorite episode, really, I struggle with this all the time when people ask me this question, but I really truly think for me personally, my favorite episode is probably 
our Black Women Matter episode. Mm -hmm. That episode, even though the audio quality isn't where our normal audio quality is and that there are parts of that conversation for all of us that the audio gets kind of wonky, it is still my favorite episode because it means so much to me and the fact that we were able to do it and the conversations that I have had because of that episode. Mm, That one hits my heart different than any of our other episodes. Yeah, I can understand that. What's yours? Let's start with your favorite episode. So I recognize the importance that was our depression episode, Mm -hmm. and that holds a special place in my heart. However, Satanism is still my favorite episode. It was just so fun, and seeing your reactions to the information was just fantastic, and that was my favorite part of it. Just you being like, what? (laughs) Throughout pretty much the whole thing, and I think it is a topic that is completely misunderstood. I would agree completely. You know, I really appreciate that Satanism is your answer, because we talk about this all the time. Dear listener, Allie and I talk about this all the time. We, We talk about how our episodes are so different in... Not only in content, but in humor and in speed and in emotion, right? And I do love Satanism for the sense of just a very you and I conversation. It's just, it was just educational and silly and fun. And in that regard, I guess I would lean more towards our sex workers and Sherlock Holmes episode. Mm-hmm. That one is is that same concept of just very fun and silly and very us but I do agree that Satanism would be higher on that list because I genuinely learned shit that I had no idea. And I really feel like that embodied what we're trying to do with the podcast is exposing the truth about those taboos and bringing them to light. Yeah. So I would agree on that. That's a really fantastic, funny episode. Mm -hmm. Favorite funny. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that completely. Would you like to share with us your goals for 2021? for the podcast? I'd say overall, I just want to, I want to learn more personally. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to dive into topics that I'm not familiar with. I know that we have some guests coming up that I'm insanely excited for. So I'm really looking forward to that. One of my personal goals is to get Felicia Day on our podcast. Oh my God. I'm so excited. You know what? I actually, there was a, it's not for nerds by nerds. They, I mean, we have conversations, but There was a different nerdy podcast that reached out to me and was like, hey, we would love to collaborate and whatever. And I was like, awesome. And somehow we got to talking about future taboo topics. And I had mentioned that we want to do a Gamer Girl episode and that we are hoping we can get Felicia Day. And they were like, oh, my fucking God, that would be amazing. I don't even know if I could talk during the episode. You'd just be like... I have loved her since the guild and I related to her on screen persona so much that I felt seen. I just want to talk to her. She seems so cool. I really want that for you. I really want that for the representation also, but that is a personal goal of mine because I know how much that goal means to you. Mm -hmm. So I want that for you. And as a general, I just want to keep reaching people. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a number of goals that I would like to hit, but more so I just want to continue reaching people and know that we're helping. Yeah. And like you just said, when you first saw Felicia Day, you felt seen, you felt represented, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's my goal too, is just to continue to help people feel seen and represented. Because if y'all don't know, we don't live in a world that really does a whole lot of representation. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to both of us that we offer that representation. 
Do you have any specific goals that you want to share? Um, so I have just some number goals also. I really want us to break through for the same reason that you mentioned though, for the for the reason that we just talked about. I want us to really break through in the sense of visibility so that we can reach more people Mm -hmm. like yes that comes with listens and that's amazing again like we said last in in the depression episode like listens are the frosting but i want to break through for the reason of exposure so that we can reach more people Mm -hmm. one of our initial reasons for starting the podcast too was to be able to someday donate significant amounts to charities real that are important to us and our listeners. I don't know how far away that goal is, but if we could hit it next year, oh my God, I would be so excited. No, I agree. I would love to start that opportunity next year. I would love that. I really would. And I think that I want to just be very clear to you, our listeners, in that goal, we can't accomplish that goal without you. Mm -hmm. So please know when we say that we're grateful, it isn't just for the listens. It isn't just for the shares. It is the fact that you align with us as human beings and you align with our goals and you want to help us achieve those goals, that's what we're saying thank you for. Mm -hmm. So really, when we are asking for you guys to share us, review us, rate us, join us on Patreon, whatever, truly, that's, that's why we're asking so that we can get to the place that we want to be to help more people. And when we say we're grateful for you, we're saying thank you for helping us reach more people. Mm -hmm. Before we move on to our next question, can I ask one more? Yes, but before you ask one more, I have a thought that I'm really excited about. Can I say that? Are we about to do the same thing? I don't know. Sure. Should we on three say one word that describes what we're going to talk about? Yes. Okay, one, two, three. Drink. Satanism. (laughs) Welcome to our lives. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I wanted to go back to the Satanism thought for a second. And I wanted to introduce the concept that we're going to have rolling out in January. We want to have an artistic contest, a competition. We really, you guys, we need your help with this. We want to have somebody draw us a Satan and his Pokemon evolutions to go with the Satanism episode. Because Allie and I can't draw for shit. And although we super love Miss Melissa and we totally welcome her to participate in the competition, we wanted to open up to our listeners to give them the opportunity of being a part of it with us. Yeah, and we're going to we're going to have a prize of some sort. So look for that in the future for sure. But yeah, I want to see what Satan's Pokemon Evolution looks totally. like. I want to see all of it. I want to see the like infant stage. I want to see the middle stage and I want to see the fully evolved stage of yep. Satan. But again as a pokemon like mm-hmm. what would that look like and i have so many thoughts but i can't make them come to life on paper yep and i want this and also the winning drawings will be included in our merch we will figure out a way and a design to incorporate that into merch mm-hmm. so that's what i wanted to talk about and i'm really excited about that's another goal for at least january of 2021 yeah i wanted to ask you what we're drinking today I love that. I love that. Let's talk about that part now. That's a question. What are we drinking today? We are drinking Press Blackberry Hibiscus Premium Alcohol Seltzers. And they're fucking dope. They are. They're very dangerous. They are. 
We were discussing this before we started recording. Actually, I think we got it on a recording and it's going to be a blooper. So if you want to hear it, you can go subscribe to our Patreon page. Shameless plug. But we're going to have this conversation again with less bloopers. I was saying that this, the brand is press. Is that true? Okay. So I was saying that this brand is honestly, this seltzer is like the elegant version of a White Claw. Like it is still a seltzer. It is still very light and easy to drink like a White Claw. But have you guys ever had cheap tequila versus real tequila? Like expensive, good quality tequila? This is that. This is the Patron. Top shelf. Top shelf of seltzers. Like it's fucking amazing. That sounds like such an oxymoron. Top shelf of seltzers. Like I'm so fancy. I'm so fancy with my salsa, but for real, like so dope. And I honestly never want to drink another White Claw because this is better. I don't know why I buy anything to try drinking anymore because Nick brings something home and just knocks it out of the park. And I'm like, all right, cool. I don't know how to choose my Whatever own Whatever method you're doing is better than the <laughs> method we're doing. So now you get to pick out our drinks, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, I just wanted to cover that because we forgot. We did. And it's a question. It is a question and it's very on brand for us. So I'm here for it. I love that that was your question. Is it my turn to ask a question? It is your turn. Oh, fantastic. So I have a question specifically for you. Oh God, I'm scared. Okay. And although all of our questions are going to remain anonymous, this one's not. Okay, now I'm even more scared. Oh no. Okay. Uh, This question is from Laren. Okay. And he would like to know what day Cinco de Mayo is on this year. Jesus Christ, Laren, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Long and short answer there is I'm a goddamn idiot. That is all you need to know. That's it? That's that's it? Okay, I was just checking. I'm the most gullible person on this goddamn planet. (laughs) That's why I really thought it was a good one to start with for like my turn. So I'm here for it. So when is Cinco de Mayo, Allie? It's on a Tuesday. Is it? Yes. Taco Tuesday? Wait. Do you actually know that? Is I, that factual? I have no idea. The Google has appeared. It's, it's on the 5th. Of? May. Excellent. Thanks. <laughs> Laren's just dying right now. He's just fucking rolling right now. Our other listeners are like, uh, okay. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't believe you asked that. I promised him I would, and I am nothing if not loyal to my word. That is true. Uh-huh. Do you get an equally embarrassing question? Not that I know of. Well, fuck. <laughs> no, nobody asked me how to say dichotomy. <laughs> Shots fired at myself. Send help. Do I send out a life raft or do you? Because you're the one that fired the shots. I don't know. I don't know how this works. I very rarely self-sabotage, so I'm not sure. Dichotomy. May I ask another question since you sort of cheated and got two? Yes, please. I would like another question. All right. The next question is, who wears the pants in your relationship? I think we both have a leg. I would agree we both have a leg, minus the fact that I fucking hate pants. But I would say that we both, we are such a good team in that you definitely wear the pants in some aspects without question, and I wear the pants in other aspects without question. Sometimes one of us is pantsless. Most of the time, one of us is pantsless, but we still work very well together. True. 
Yeah. Like you for sure, you for sure wear the pants when it comes to anything like contractual or money or stuff like that. Like that's so you. What do I wear the pants in? Anything social. That's fair. Yep. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Like literally all the things. All the things. I love that I am so in charge of our socials without being in charge of our socials that people tag me on Twitter like I'm the podcast. Yep. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much for the tag. And I love that you were thinking of us, except uh, here's our podcast page because I'm not it. I'm okay with that. You know, I honestly am too because I don't have an issue spending time on my phone. And I know that spending time on your phone isn't your favorite thing to do because Mm -hmm. you just, that's not really who you are. So I don't mind that people approach our dynamic in that sense. Like I really don't. Yeah. Because I just respond faster, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that you don't have amazing responses because you absolutely do. Like when you're on it, you're on it. I think I'm just on it more often. Yeah, I agree. Is that fair to say? Mm -hmm. Okay. Your turn, my love. Oh, hi, Axel. What's the worst thing that's happened to you while recording an episode? Um, that one time I almost died because I inhaled Cabernet Sauvignon. That was pretty good. That's in a blooper. It is, and it's fucking hilarious for everyone but me. It's very triggering for me. My life flashes before my eyes every time. Dear Patreons, if you haven't listened to the bloopers released this month, that's part of that group. (laughs) So enjoy. Please be gentle. Like it was traumatizing as fuck. What was the worst thing that you can think of that happened while we were recording? Not properly recording our Hmong episode. Oh my God. And you had to redub the whole whole thing. That was atrocious. I listened back to it and I'm so deadpan in the first part of it because I was so focused on trying to make sure I was saying what I needed to say again. Yeah. And I realized halfway through that there was like no emotion in my voice. You're just reading. Yep. So that was great. Let's not do that ever again. I'm here for it. Let's never dub anything ever again. No, I'm going to have nightmares about it. So thank you to whomever asked that question. I'm here for it. (laughs) Your turn. My turn. Let's see here. Oh, what would either of you consider to be a topic too risky to tackle? Lots of teas in there. I'm here for it. I don't think any topics are... Let me rethink this. I don't think any topics that we'd want to discuss are too risky. Um, For instance, a risky topic that I think of would be abortion. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm not either. But there are some topics that I don't want to give the light of day. For instance, pedophilia. Mm-hmm. No thanks. Or Hard be- pass. I was thinking about this too. Like I was, I genuinely was thinking about this question. Like bestiality. I never want to talk about that shit because in my mind, just like like you had said, pedophilia. In my mind, it's not taboo. It's just wrong. Yes, I agree. So we're not here to talk about things that are just wrong yeah anything that's harmful to another person a living creature yeah that we're not speaking from the point of a victim Mm -hmm. per se or you know what i mean that's not the way i meant to say it but for instance we'll cover domestic violence someday yes that's a hard topic Mm -hmm. and obviously it's wrong but there's a victim side to it correct yes or to your point When I think about why we can justify talking about abortion and why abortion is taboo instead of falling under the category of what we're saying is wrong, in my mind, for exactly what you're saying, the pregnant woman in that scenario is the victim. Mm -hmm. So it is taboo for us to express our opinions on that, but that subject to me warrants an opinion 
people mm-hmm. should have opinions about that matter. People should not have opinions about pedophilia. Yeah, there's no right there, Exactly, side. exactly. There is no... It's honestly very much like racism. It's pedophiles versus everyone else in my mind. Mm-hmm. There isn't an argument for it. There isn't a different perspective that should be brought to light. Like, there just aren't. Now, what I want to just add to that is there are some... There are some sticking points a little bit as we get less child-geared and more teen-geared. Like, can a 19-year-old date a Mm 17-year-old, right? Like, that's different. That's not pedophilia. Mm -hmm. So I think we should at some point talk about dating and the appropriate dating age and that stuff. But seriously, when we say fuck racists, fuck pedophiles, fuck people who hurt animals fuck serial killers there's not an opposite side to that like yeah in my mind and in yours that's a firm line mm-hmm. so i would agree yeah with your answer completely to just echo yes that's my answer as well the next question is should sex work be legalized and how could you destigmatize it <gasps> yes yes sex work is work yep sex work is work we covered that or at least we touched base on it a little bit in our is the name of the episode sex, sex work, work and, and sherlock, sherlock holmes. holmes that was beautiful jinx personal jinx personal stamps something you, yeah. something something you owe me a soda no that's not what she says god damn it I just it's personal stamps that's why i said personal stamps nope. so many times nope i'm taking a soda dear jim please tell us how to say the things from tiny taboos correctly <laughs> he will too he loves tiny jim i can't wait for your answer i know i'm so excited but yes, I agree. Sex work. Legalize it. How do we destigmatize it? By legalizing it. Period. That's it. That's all it would take to be perfectly honest. Also, decriminalizing it. That's also part of it. And I know that legalizing it implies decriminalization, but at the same time, it's not. It's yeah. totally not. Like, just like legalizing weed does not mean the same thing as decriminalizing weed. Like, we need to undo the damage that's been done mm-hmm. in order to destigmatize it. Agreed. Your turn. My turn. Let's see. All right. <clears throat> the next question is, what is your best childhood memory? I don't have any specific ones per se. Like, I don't have an event that I can mm-hmm. point at and go, this is it. But one of my favorite memories when I think about growing up with my mom, my mom was a single mom for a lot of our lives. And I remember on the weekends cleaning with her and doing chores around the house and this sounds totally whack because I was young but we would crank up whatever music was on at that time and use our brooms or our mops or whatever as microphones and walk around the house like jamming out to the music with our cleaning Mm -hmm. products and I specifically remember Michael Jackson and Black or White or um I think it's the Raquette she's got the look Okay. And I still adore those songs. And anytime I think of it, I think of open windows and microphone broomsticks mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it's definitely one of my favorite memories growing up. It was just so free and comforting. Yeah. What's yours? I would have to agree. I don't know if I can isolate it to like a singular event. Like this is my pinnacle best childhood memory. But honestly, as I think about my best childhood memories, the theme that I can take away from them is just how supportive and consistent my mom was. Mm -hmm. Like 
I think about the one time that we were in Disney World and I totally peed my pants. I was like five while I was sitting on my biological father's lap. And I remember it was just it was a long day. I was scared. Like, I remember this. I remember this so clearly. It was a long day. It was hot. I was scared because Scar was on stage and he's like so intense. You were five. I was five. Mm -hmm. Like it happens. Right. But I remember all of those thoughts and feelings. And I remember my biological father just not giving a single fuck Mm -hmm. and also i remember his mom not giving a single fuck and my dad got like this whole new outfit and it was whatever and i remember my mom going to a store with me and getting like little shorts and whatever and just making it this moment yeah of it's okay Mm -hmm. you're perfect it's totally fine it's not a big deal and making me feel comforted in that my mom is really good at that yeah my mom is really good at being there in the bad moments Mm -hmm. she really is so that's really my best childhood memory which sounds really sad but it's not no I totally get that yeah it's I'm not trying to like make it about a sad moment it's truly like to me looking back at that moment now it's not a sad moment. It was a beautiful moment because yeah. as a mom, that's exactly what I would do. And I'm so proud of the way that I parent because she gave me that foundation. Mm-hmm. So that's really my, my best childhood thought, thread of thought, train things, train Choo- of thought. Choo-choo. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Shout out to our moms. All the moms. Single, not single. Dads, you get a shout out too as long as you're not a douchebag. Wow. I'm just saying I have one of those. Well, I mean, moms can be douchebags too. Shout out to non-douchebag parents. Shout out to the good parents. <laughs> there we go. We worked through a lot to get to that point. <laughs> My next question is, what impact would you want your podcast to make in the podcast community and the world at large? Mm, dude, just openness. Just open-mindedness. I truly think that small-mindedness is a plague on our society. I agree. People who don't question why or how or what, and I'm, I don't even mean argue. Stop fucking arguing. Just ask. Just learn. Just take the opportunity to explore something beyond your fucking self. That's, that's the impact for mm-hmm. me. That's it. And helping people. Like, obviously, that goes hand in hand with that. But we're not going to help people unless we can make them more open-minded. Agreed. I'd have to say for myself, for the podcast community specifically, I'd love to lift up smaller podcasts. Oh my God, yes. There's a wealth of knowledge out there. Mm -hmm. And I know some of our guests that we have coming up have podcasts that are indie podcasts. I'm insanely excited for these people because they're they're far more educated on pieces than we are. And I'm really excited for that. I am also very excited for that. And I would agree. I am all about upping indie podcasts any chance that I get like I do follow Fridays and I plug people I honestly haven't even listened to because I've seen their name and I don't feel like they're getting the recognition that they deserve for example anime talk yep I love anime talk okay I don't even like anime I really don't Mm -hmm. but I know how much work and how much representation he puts into his podcast yeah and how I see his name on everything Right. Mm-hmm. And I've only listened to like one episode just to get a vibe. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. It's not my podcast. Like it's that's not my flavor. That's not what I personally need to listen to. But I'm going to promote the fuck out of it because I know how hard he works to get his name on stuff. 
I think that's a big point is there's so many great small podcasts out there that don't get recognition because they don't have a name attached to them. Mm -hmm. I would agree completely. I also think that there are a lot of really large podcasts and this isn't me downing anybody and their creative expression okay i'm really not doing that but i think that there are a lot of really large podcasts that aren't using their platforms responsibly i agree and that really frustrates me especially in the indie podcast community where there are so many podcasts who are trying to accomplish really good things Mm -hmm. and i know for a fact if they were given the opportunity to succeed they would remain really good people yeah and they would remain with really good intentions with their shows this isn't all mainstream podcasts that's not even what i'm saying but what i am saying is i really struggle when i see call her daddy being like top rated podcast ever and to each his own but call her daddy says a lot of actually really damaging things for a lot of different groups of people i just i think that they're irresponsible with their content and the way that they portray it that again to each their own and i'm not even knocking call her daddy because i've listened to it and i enjoy their humor but at the same time podcasts are supposed to be another channel of thought and exposure and experience and just like reading a book yes it's supposed to bring an entertainment level but i also feel like it shouldn't just be empty calories yeah i feel like there are too many mainstream podcasts that represent empty calories i get what you're saying and i don't love that i think a lot of mainstream podcasts kind of turn into talking heads i yes And that's kind of where I'm going with that like empty calorie concept of like, did I hate listening to this? No. Do I feel full from this in the sense of knowledge or thought provoking or like, what did I gain here? Mm -hmm. Nothing. I just have like salt on my fingers and now I kind of feel a little bloated. Yeah. And for me, like a worldly perspective, pretty much just what our goals are to reach and help more people. Mm -hmm. I just want that. Period. I would agree. And just because you said worldly, I want to expand on that. I don't even just want our podcast to help American citizens. I really don't. Oh, yeah, of course not. I want people everywhere Mm -hmm. to feel represented and heard and have someone in their corner just saying you do something different or you believe something different or you look different and fucking get it. Yep. I want to be that for people. Agreed. Yeah. Did we answer that question? We did. It's your turn. Okay. I liked that question. Um, The next question I have is, name a snack that makes you happy. My answer is you. Dear listeners, if you could hear that eye roll. (laughs) Thank you. What's your favorite snack, Allie? You. Thank you. (laughs) I love Swiss cake rolls. Mm. They make me think of my grandpa. He, okay. he loved eating them, so they they have nostalgia for me. I mean, they're fucking good. I can destroy an entire box myself on Get the day of receiving it. No, please. <laughs> this is no. why I don't keep them in the house. But yes, I love Swiss cake rolls because of the nostalgia piece. How that's, about you? That's a great snack. Um, Honestly, I would have to say fruit. I love snacking on fruit. I really... And I don't... I'm not even, like, super specific. There mm-hmm. are fruit... You know what? I, the list of fruit that I will not eat is drastically shorter than the fruit I will eat. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of why I say fruit in general, because I will snack on some fruit for fucking days and I will be so happy. My side eye was just because I named Swiss cake girls and you were like, fruit. 
fruit. <laughs> um, yeah, and I wasn't trying to one up you on a health factor. It that wasn't it at all. I don't. I just really think about like what makes me the happiest when snacking, and fruit's totally it. Like also specifically, I think about pineapple. And I think about our entire argument about brolamine or brylamine or what the mm-hmm. fuck ever. And if dogs can or can't have it. And yep. every time I eat pineapple, I totally think of that conversation. And Maple just being like, but I have some. I like fruit, I think. As, as want the pineapple. As long as it's not green, I eat it. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. She likes peas. Oh, see? So my answer is pineapple for that reason. Excellent. I like pineapple with fruit dip i like you with fruit dip jesus christ you're my favorite (laughs) if you could trade places with any celebrity for 24 hours who would it be and why jesus oh my god Mm. 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 i don't even know oh my god that's such a do you have an answer to this question Uh uh-uh okay let's take a moment and think any celebrity so here's a disclaimer i don't know anything about celebrities like (laughs) at all I don't know who 90% of the people in movies are nowadays. So. Also because Allie's facial recognition feature is broken. Even if she did know the actor, she might not recognize their face. There's also that. Um, If I could be, you know what? If I could be any celebrity, I would be Taraji P. Henson. I would want to trade places with Taraji for one day. One. I would love to know what it's like to be that fucking beautiful and that fucking charismatic and that fucking confident and mm, just be that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then also to know the platform she has and the influence that she has in general, I would love to use that influence to do good Yeah. for a day while looking fly as fuck. Like just looking like a fucking masterpiece, but also Mother Teresa. I would, mm-hmm. I would totally want to be Taraji. That's my answer. That's a good answer. Thank you. Have I, you come up with yours? <laughs> As you're like one. looking through your phone for like faces I know. <laughs> so I was thinking of going one of two ways. Let's hear it. I either want to be Blake Lively. Oh my God. I want to know if Ryan Reynolds is as funny in real life as he appears to be. I'm going with he is also. Also, I just want to fucking be Blake Lively. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just really want to really answer that question. Or I'd want to be Patrick Stewart. Oh, I totally thought that was going to be your first answer, to be honest. Because I would love to just be that eloquent at some (laughs) point in my life, but still own pit bulls and... Be sarcastic and... Travel the world. And oh my God, his wife is stunning. All those things. All the things. That's all I've got. I love both of those answers. I would hit on you so much if you were Blake Lively. I would hit on me if I was Blake Lively. (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. All right, my turn. Um, what is the first thing that you thought of when you gave birth? So Moose is out. Here's the moment. First thoughts that come to your mind. Oh, uh, this is gonna go dark because my birth experience was not a good one. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay though. I think that I really do. I think that that's okay because again, here we are talking about our podcast, right? That this is a very on brand moment for us. That like. Even though your experience wasn't a great one, you obviously still love him and he's amazing, but it's okay you didn't have a picture-perfect moment. Yeah, so I was in labor for a long time. Longest time. Over 24 hours of serious labor where I was having contractions for hours upon hours of one every two minutes. 
And also because everyone should know, Allie is a very petite woman and Moose was not a petite baby. Yeah, so he decided to not descend at all and we ended up in a C-section, which I had time to mentally prepare for. I had probably six hours or so to mentally prepare for it. When we got into the OR, um, I don't really know what happened, but I lost my shit. I had a full-on panic attack. I literally thought I was dying. I heard my OB say she's boggy, which means there was a ton of blood, and uh, it was just not good. So I, my thought was, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so bad that Nick knew he had to stay by me as opposed to seeing Moose for the first time. So I have that experience coupled with hearing Moose cry for the first time. And it's very uh, emotional. Mixed, it's a very mixed thing in my head because as soon as he cried, I started crying because of hearing him for the first time. Mm-hmm. But my brain was still in full panic mode. Right. So once the anesthesiologist assured me I wasn't dying... <laughs> What a good man. Yeah, he was excellent. I was able to calm down a bit, but I was shaking so bad that I couldn't hold Moose for Mm -hmm. about an hour or so afterwards because I was just completely fucked up from that whole experience. And once again, it was so bad that the doctors asked Nick if he wanted to hold Moose and he said, no, I have to be by her side. I've never lost my cool like that Mm -hmm. ever. So that was my first thought. I was extremely happy that my son was out, but it was terrifying. Yeah. And honestly, like, I really do appreciate not only that question, but you sharing such a real answer because I think... and. Honestly, you guys, small sneak peek, stay tuned. We're going to have a series about pregnancy as a whole, right? Like we're going to talk about getting pregnant. We're going to talk about being pregnant, being pregnant. We're going to talk about labor. Like, Mm -hmm. so, you know, if that grosses you out and you're not here for it, well, we're going to obviously let you know ahead of time. Don't listen to that series. But there's such a romanticized version of labor and everybody talks about how being in labor is the worst thing ever. But then there's like just this blissfulness as soon as your baby is born. Mm -hmm. And that is just not real. Yep. So although I know how painful that experience was for you and how emotional that is for you even to talk about, I really appreciate it. And I think that our listeners also will really appreciate that in knowing for any mothers who didn't have like this blissful, oh my God moment Mm -hmm. that they're not, there's not something wrong with them for that. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. It's weird being afraid and having all those emotions yes. of also being happy to see your exactly. child like it blood. was still blissful but not you weren't submerged in bliss it wasn't this like peaceful moment it was hectic and chaotic it was probably like wanting to go skydiving and then learning that your parachute <laughs> your first parachute didn't open and you have to rely on the safety chute exactly yeah like oh this cord came off shit yeah mm-hmm. what I was yours you. um my first thought um you know what? Really, as I think about it, I ha- I I had a lot of thoughts because um, my labor happened very very quickly. Mm-hmm. Not to like one up. I just did. I had a. I was literally told that if I continued to push, I would be having a baby without a doctor. Yeah. So I had to bear down and keep tiny inside of my body, mm-hmm. which was the worst fucking thing of my life. Yeah. Like, no kidding. Like imagine having to hold like all of your organs inside of you just by like clenching down like that's what it felt like Mm -hmm. 
But I can honestly say that my first thought when they handed me her was a combined thought of what is on her face right now and also this is the most incredible thing I've ever accomplished. Mm -hmm. Like just looking at her and she wasn't crying. That was the thing. She wasn't crying. She came out and she took a big breath Yeah. and she let out a little yelp, but she wasn't crying. And it was just this moment of like nothing else existed. Mm -hmm. Like my counterparent was there. And yet when I look back at that memory in that moment, he wasn't. Mm -hmm. I can I'm, I'm in this like little virtual reality moment in my head as I'm thinking about this memory. Right. So I recognize my counterparent was there, but he's not in he's not in the view. Mm-hmm. And I look up and I see magic hands and I see Dr. Matt, which I have a very fun story about. Maybe we'll talk about in our pregnancy episode. So stay tuned. But I can see them and they're very much a part of that moment and that accomplishment. My mother is there in that moment in that memory. But truly, my very first thought was get this shit off her face. Why is there cottage cheese on my baby? <laughs> and also... <laughs> And also looking at her and knowing she was perfect the moment she graced the earth. Mm-hmm. That was my first thought. That's beautiful. Thank you. And she is perfect. She is perfect. And she no longer wears cottage cheese on her face. Thank so God. I can really keep her now because she grew out of that real quick. You can take that back, please. <laughs> no, thank you. If we could just never go back to that place, that'd be cool. But yeah, seriously, just knowing she was the the best thing that... I will ever do. That was my first thought. Beautiful. Yeah, I love her a whole lot. See, great, great labor moments can happen. They can, but also traumatizing labor moments can happen. So here we are in our normal Allie and Celeste fashion, representing all sides of the spectrum. There we go. Here we are. I'm going to move this tiny bit. Cool. God, I love being able to face you. I love that too. It's It's really a big deal. Oh, it's your turn? Go away. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you just asked me what my labor experience. You're right, but then I was the last one to answer, so then obviously it's your turn. Yeah, thank Allie, you. Allie, get your shit together. Up. <laughs> What's the most taboo thing in America that shouldn't be taboo at all? Racism. Abortion. Ooh, good answer. Gay marriage. Transgender rights. Human rights. Human rights. We're talking the most, the most taboo topic. All of these are the most taboo topic. I would say abortion is like... Whoosh, there are laws banning it in states. I know, but I kind of roll abortion under a human right. I know, but I'm specifically picking a topic. Okay, well, I'm specifically picking human rights, and that is human rights are the most taboo topic in America. Do you want another blanket to throw on stuff, or? <laughs> you may leave. Your peace. <laughs> No, I You're can, so rude. I can respect that. Thank you. You're I well. appreciate your respect after you slandered my thought. Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I would love a blanket. Okay. All right. My next question is, in a game of truth or dare, what would be a question you would not answer? And what is something that you would not do? So if you pick truth and the person said, this is your truth. You're like, nope, I'm definitely not answering that. And if they said dare, you were like, nope, I'm definitely not taking that dare. That's the question. What's a truth you don't want to tell? And what's a dare that you would never accomplish? I don't know what a truth I don't want to tell would be, honestly. I That's can't, fair. I can't think of anything. 
Uh, a dare I want to accomplish would be cheating on my husband. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in their right mind would be like, I dare you to go cheat on your husband. I dare you. <laughs> this is a you. very serious game of truth or dare. <laughs> this is intense. This is like truth or dare max edition. What's yours? Um, I also don't know if I don't have a truth that I would tell because I'm a super honest person, like sometimes even to a fault. So I don't know if I have a truth that I wouldn't tell. I think a caveat to that would be I would never share a truth that's part of somebody else's that's story fair. to share. I wouldn't share somebody else's truth Yeah, in a truth or dare. Even if I'm tied into it, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Just because it's not your business, it's not your place, it's not your secret to tell. Yeah. I align with that. That is a good caveat. But specifically for myself, I don't know if there's a truth that I wouldn't answer. Yeah. A dare that I would not be interested in accomplishing and i'm really bad about dares like i'd never shy away from a challenge so this one i struggle with but i think honestly the pacifist in me is screaming that we would never hurt anybody yeah like i would never be able like if you dared me to punch somebody i'm not doing it like i can't do it this is why i'm the protector at concerts that's true that is exactly why because I just don't, I just can't. Like, seriously, Kelly and I were talking the other day about how ineffective I would be if I ever got jumped. And I said, I don't even know how to hold a fist. And I held it like this. And she fucking died. And I guarantee you, as she's listening to this right now, she's picturing my tiny fucking baby hands held up like this. And she's crying right now because I just don't. I just don't believe in hurting people. Mm -hmm. I just can't do it, especially physically. I just, that would be a dare I would not accept. I can respect that. Thank you. Is it my turn now? Put your phone down. It's your turn now. Please read your phone. Wow, you are fucking terrible at this. (laughs) Thanks for asking me a question and then wanting to ask another question. You're welcome. Why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? Because a man said that's how it was supposed to be. I don't know. (laughs) I was going to go with because English is fucking stupid. Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. English is fucking stupid. There I we just, go. But I feel like that was like an English man's idea. An English speaking man's idea. I just do. I just do. I don't know. <laughs> men, not, if you would like to at Celeste. I'm not feel hating free. on men right now. I'm just saying. Really? <laughs> men sometimes think of things very illogically, and that would be one of those things. I'm going to challenge that and say men and women think of things illogically. All genders and sexes think of things illogically at times. I don't have a good answer for it. So scrap my whole answer then. I don't I don't have a good answer for it. English is stupid. That's literally the answer. But what if that's not really an English concept? What if that is like a concept that translates directly in other languages and you don't even know it? They're English words. They are English words. Okay. <laughs> Is it my turn now? It's your turn, it's please. Turn. Let's continue on. Okay. One listener asked, how do you come up with your topics? I think that's a really good question. Dartboard. I wish that was how we came up with our topics. You want to try again? Uh, please remove that. Uh. 
Nope. It's in there. We have a gigantic list, and sometimes it's themed, depending on how we feel for the month. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it is really a, what's what we're inspired by at that time. Yeah, and I think, like we've talked about before, I think like just the timing of things that are going on around us, there are so many topics that we want to cover. And when we started this podcast, we really just like... We spent like two hours one day just coming up with topics like, let's talk about this and let's talk about this. Like, let's group these things together and make this a series. Like, we did that. But now it's come to like the point of really kind of looking ahead and understanding like, I'm going to use February as a really good example. Yeah. We know the theme that we want for the entire month of February, which we're not going to tell you yet because it is a surprise. But... We knew that we wanted a specific theme for that month for a reason. So we picked out of our list of episodes that we or topics that we want to cover and kind of hodgepodge them together for that month. That's very traditional for how we do things. Like we kind of just pick off the list and are like, this would fit very well here. Yeah. So I think that's fair to say even for our non-serial episodes where it's random topics like week by week instead of our themed topics that's kind of still how we do it this this would fit here very well we do try to offset too if we have heavier topics Mm -hmm. we try to pick some lighter topics within the same time frame to bring back some levity yeah i would agree with that also with the exception of no fucks given november because that shit was just heavy as a whole but like we've talked about before like real conversations are hard to have sometimes and sometimes you don't really get a break from them sometimes you have to have several hard conversations before you can come to the point of growth and actualization like honestly so i love that you said that i'm just offering a different perspective to it yeah as i think that's important your turn see i did good that time you did what is an international taboo topic you want to cover Mm. That is such a great question because I have a lot of them. Um, Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind and something that I'm really excited about talking about that's like an international cultural aspect is arranged marriages. Yep. I'm really excited to talk about that. And we actually have a friend who married into an arranged marriage and she has a beautiful fucking marriage and beautiful fucking children. And I don't know if she would be interested in being a special guest, but still to know that of all of the horror stories that I've heard about arranged marriages, which are just as real, right? I also have a personal experience with seeing firsthand an arranged marriage that is like one of the most beautiful marriages I've ever seen. Yeah, that'd be super interesting to cover. Agreed. Especially with a special guest. Yeah. I really hope that she is willing to do that with us because i think that would be so amazing yeah what about you well we actually have something sneak peek content coming up stay tuned that a listener sent in regarding some body modification okay and how her culture viewed it until she left and came to the states Mm -hmm. and i think you're covering that i think i am 
So that's one I'm looking forward to. But one that I would really love to do, and I especially want a special guest for this, is Muslim women who do not wear hijabs Mm -hmm. or any traditional sort of clothing in that sense. I really want to hear that perspective of it and how what happens to them societally, how they're viewed, what made them make that decision, because I really respect that. That has to be hard to break a cultural norm. It does have to be very hard. And... Yeah. I love that answer. Yeah. I think that those are both going to be really fantastic. Like both my answer and your answer are going to be really incredible episodes that I'm very looking forward to. Agreed. My next question is, who is your best friend? And then the person added, you'd both have the same answer, of course. It's me. (laughs) AKA Laren. (laughs) I was like, wait, who? Yes. Laren gets a firm yes. Okay, but for real, best friend, hit me. Three. Ready. You, Elsie Lair. Love it. I also have three. Hey. You, Cal Tiny. Love it. Yep. That easy. I don't need, like, really, we don't even have to think about it. Yep. Lair is up there for me, for sure, but best friend in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. I think that I have such a caveat to best friend in the sense of, I don't really have friends. Mm -hmm. I have acquaintances or I have family. Yep. You are my family. Kelly is my family. Tiny is obviously my family because she's my daughter, but she is still my best friend in Mm. that I can be 1 billion percent myself and she loves me no matter what. Like people who treat me that way, those are my best friends. Yeah. So that's a kind of complicated question. And in that sense, Laren obviously fits in that category. But yeah, top Mm. three for sure. Yeah, you guys are my ride or dies. Obviously. Obviously, Nick is too, but... He's your best friend in a different way. He's my husband. Yeah. Yeah. He's my best friend with benefits. Lifelong. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Best friend with benefits. With a ring. I love this. Here for it. That's going to be part of like my wedding vows someday. Like, I vow to be your best friend with benefits for the rest of our days. That's perfect. I swear to God, it's going in there. This is geared specifically to you. Mm, Here for it. And it's me, Celeste. If you want her Twitter handle, that would be it. Yes, it is it's underscore me with two E's underscore Celeste because it's me, Celeste. There was my little self-promotion for anybody who's curious. (laughs) I want to know more with you being an empath and what that means. Mm, Okay, so I've really been on, everybody knows I've been on this spiritual journey, right? Like that's a huge part of this podcast as a whole because... This concept honestly came to me in a very emotional and what I now recognize as a spiritual moment. So I've been on this journey and honestly, I'm to the point where if I understand the question correctly, like what what I interpret this question to mean, and if you don't interpret it this way and I'm missing the mark, please, I want to hear what you have to say too. I didn't ask this question, nor am I an empath. But... (laughs) Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. I take this question to mean what does being an empath mean to me? Yes, that's what I take it as. Okay. So honestly, being an empath to me is such an honor. Like it really is to know that I have been gifted the ability to feel people in a not creepy way. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not just out here touching people. But 
Can I help you? I'm just picturing you walking into a room full of new people you've never met, and you're just like, let me touch out. you. Yep. Let me touch you Excuse right now. Excuse me, ma'am. Like E.T. I'm just like, touch. <laughs> okay, so besides that, I think that it is such an honor to be able to emotionally connect with people that has its challenges and that has its difficulties without question, but I would not give up my empathetic abilities for anything. Now that I have them, I cannot imagine living without them. Mm -hmm. And I can say that I have had moments on my spiritual journey, like this is hippy dippy as fuck you guys, but just bear with me while I say this. While Mercury was in retrograde, I had this experience for like two weeks of complete disconnect. Like I was like a 92 Macintosh sitting on a desk that was just unplugged. Mm -hmm. Like there was nothing wrong with me. I just wasn't plugged in. That was such a horrifying two weeks for me because I felt nothing. And I, it wasn't a depressive episode. Like nothing was wrong. There was just something blocking energy. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of empaths who experienced this. So I know it's not just me, which is why I know it wasn't like a depressive thing. But there was a shift and for two weeks, I got to feel what it was like to be, quote unquote, normal again. Mm -hmm. And it was scary as fuck. It was so intense and so scary. And I felt so naked and so exposed and so vulnerable at all times because I couldn't feel what people around me were feeling. And I got so accustomed to interacting with people based on their energies. So then when I'm interacting with people and I can't feel their energy, it's literally like you're just walking around naked mm -hmm. and you're like completely exposed and you don't know who to trust or what to feel or what to think because you have grown so accustomed to trusting your intuition and your energy. Yeah. That was really intense. So to shortly recap a very long answer, I would say to me being an empath is just one of the greatest abilities that I have been blessed with. And that's what that means to me. I love that. Thanks. So a question directed towards me was, also, I need to know why Allie at that Allie Girl one if you want to at me. <laughs> <laughs> now our Twitter handles are out there. Is so brilliant. Is it because she took lots of schooling or because she was born that way? Nature versus nurture. You are fucking brilliant. And I really appreciate that people can see that and hear that. That makes me so happy because I think you're a fucking genius. I'm just going to say that Jim asked us these questions. And I I'm, love Jim. Jim. Jim, are you listening to the episodes? Because last episode I said... Are you listening to them? Or two, two episodes ago <laughs> I said 20% of $2 billion is $200,000. So You said $200 million. Whatever I said, it was wrong. It was so wrong. Which Laren then texted me on. And I would just also like to point out that I'm never going to be the person to correct her on her math because I'm over here like looking at my fingers like there's no way I can get there with these 10 things. But I just have to say that I really appreciate that that's your opinion of me because... That means a lot to me, and I like reading things and then probably relating them completely wrong. Not only that, but you're so logical. Like, that's such an advantage that you have to your geniusness. You're so logical that you can process information that normal thought processes don't grasp as quickly because you see you see the logical aspect of it, but you are also so open-minded that you are very capable of applying abstract thought to those logical processes, 
which I think just builds you to be the fucking genius that you are. I appreciate both of you for seeing that. I never thought I would ever be described as brilliant, so I just need to go find a fucking pin for my head right now to pop it because it's so big at this point. I don't have any to lend you. <laughs> well, fuck. But Static's claws haven't been trimmed yet today. Perfect. So this sounds great. We'll just let them like, climb on your face for a second. I'm also super happy that somebody is taking my like all the time sarcasm <laughs> and realizing that's what it is. That he just knows you. He yep. speaks your language. Kindred spirits. For sure. Oh, and I love Jim. Okay. The next question that I have, this one specifically says, I'd like you to answer that. So I'm just going to read it and then like, because I don't know if I understand the question. I understand the question, but given the way that it's phrased. Okay. So it says, let's say before you depart for a higher plane, there's nothing sad about this at all, but it's your last day with all who love you. What do you want to feast on with friends and family while talking about the best times? So like my last supper, Mm -hmm. but in such a happy way. Yeah. And okay, food is really fucking important to me. And I'm going to sound like such a little fatty right now. And I'm here for it. I'm so about it. So the staples that must be on my final supper table with all my favorite people are going to be, I need my mom's tuna steak with wasabi mayo on the side shout out to the person who asked this question and immediately cringing at the idea that i said mayo must be on the table for my last (laughs) supper i also need my mom's steak this is like a nine course meal that's what i've decided my last supper with my favorite people because there's so much to talk about before i leave so my mom's steak medium rare with onions for sure The fruit salad that we make at Thanksgiving, that must be on the table. My dad's green bean casserole must be on the table. Um, Some version of your mom's cheesecake must be on the table. (laughs) Like must. Actually, several versions of your mom's cheesecake. And if she could just whip up some frosting, not the cupcakes, just her frosting though. (laughs) Like. Noted. Yes. And in a fun color so that like my teeth and my tongue are stained before I depart. I like this plan. Mm-hmm. I just want like a bowl, <laughs> just a bowl of her frosting. <laughs> um, Excuse me. Could you pass the pink frosting, please? Thank you. Yes. Oh, God. There would have to be there would have to be wine on the table, but like wine that everybody could drink or just lots of wine, lots of different wines. Ginger snap windmill cookies have to be on the table. My grandmother's lasagna. Oh my God, my grandma's fucking lasagna. What is wrong with me? That should have been like number one. And mm, my dad's grasshoppers. You want to expand on that? Why? What's wrong with a grasshopper? You're talking the drink, right? Yeah. Okay. Do people not know what grasshoppers are? I mean, people eat fried grasshoppers. Oh, I'm so ignorant. I didn't even think about it that way. I'm specifically talking about the Supper Club malted malted alcoholic beverage. Yes, those like, are delicious. That is what I'm talking about. Um, that would be that would be my thing, and lots of like veggies. I picture lots of veggies and lots of fruit, but like for like actual dishes, that's what my spread would look like. Mm-hmm. What would your spread look like? I'm going to go with all the sushi. Oh, fuck me. Yes. Sushi must also be on the table. I need a steak that Nick has made that is still mooing. Mm-hmm. And then Nick makes these amazing crack mushrooms, we call them. I could, 
I've literally eaten an entire almost bowl of mushrooms by myself and become violently sick. Oh my god! From this because I love them so much, but I need those. They're totally worth it. I'm also throwing in a vote for my mom's cheesecake. Oh my god, your mom's cheesecake is. Yep. I need fried ice cream. Okay. And I would love a spread of beers from all the craft breweries. Oh yes. That's pretty much it. Okay, can we also, though, can we just both agree that there should be crack dip on the table? Sure. Okay. All right. Crack dip must be on the table also. Yeah, now I want... Crack dip. Food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super hungry now. Fuck. For anybody who doesn't know what crack dip is, we're going to put the recipe as a Patreon item, so you oh, can go I check it this. out. It is literally fucking crack dip. Like, mm. For anybody who has had my crack dip... Their mouths are watering right now. <laughs> I'm out of questions. Okay. Um, I think... I think I had one more. Wow. I suck. Why? Because Chris Labar wished me a Merry Christmas and to me and Tiny. And I typed out, thank you, good sir. Kiss on Naya's sweet face for me, okay? And I never hit send. How dare you? I know. I love Chris Labar. Mm-hmm. He's good stuff. He's good, good fucking people. We had a great conversation about music. Oh my god, I love talking about music with him, but seriously, like, that Driver episode, I'm fucking excited about it, and I want to do it, because it means, like, so much to me. Um, who really did? I Like, somebody else sent me a question. Okay, so the next one I have is, if you could invite yourself to another podcast, whose podcast would you die to be on? I love audio dramas. Okay. And I would absolutely love to be on anything that Foolin Scholar is doing. Okay. Uh, they have The White Vault and Dark Dice, which is a D&D podcast, and Critical Research and Vast Horizons, and all of their stuff is top-notch, and I would die to be a voice actor on any of their podcasts. Is that the one that you always chat me about, and you're like, their sarcasm and humor is fucking killing me today? Is it that one? Huh. Oh, Okay. I don't even know what one you're talking about. The the people who sent us those bonjournos. That's them, but that's not that's not like I don't know what you're talking about. I literally just asked you if those were the if that was the podcast you were talking about so I could mentally relate it. Yeah, that's the group, but I don't know what you're talking about with their sarcasm and stuff. I thought you said the one actor is like hilarious because oh. he's sarcastic. Oh my god, yes. you made me sound like No, I get what you're saying now. You're talking about his specific role. I was like they're not they don't just like talk to each other to have this sarcasm <laughs> you they, made me sound like an idiot they had a yes they have an actor who played a role his first D experience and his character that he plays is just a sarcastic asshole mm -hmm. so yes okay yep all right that's a good answer yeah. and i could totally see you being on that podcast i don't think they need a midwestern you don't know no they definitely don't maybe they just need like a little midwestern mage elf oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I cast this. <laughs> How about you? You know, I would love, I would really love to do some investigative journaling with Sarah Koenig from Serial. I would fucking get off on that shit without question. Like, mm -hmm. I would love to do genuine investigative journalism and have that experience. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be the podcast that, like, if I could, like, be like, hey, Sarah. Let's, let's do this. And she'd be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd be like, good. We're doing this now. I nice. don't even know what topic I'd want to cover, to be honest. Like, I don't think it's about that. 
I think it's about for me having a truth to be told and digging into it and then telling that truth. Yeah. That's what I appreciate about Serial and that's why I would want to be on that show. I think the other show that I would really just love to be on would probably be Small Town Murder, mm-hmm. which is I love Small Town Murder, but is empty calories and I would still want to be there. Mm-hmm. I would totally. I, Jimmy and James are like so fucking funny and I just really want to like be in the same room as Jimmy Wisman when he laughs because it brings me all the happies. Mm-hmm. It's real. Okay. The next question I have is would you ever date a listener? If I was single? Yeah, let's just go there. Yeah, why not? I don't know how I feel about it. And here's why. Here's why. Okay. Because I really think about, shout out to George Watsky in his AMA from four years ago Mm -hmm. when somebody asked him if he would ever date a fan. Something he said really sat with me and he was like, no, I wouldn't because I feel as though, and obviously we're different because we are artists in being ourselves. We are producing nothing other than ourselves, right? Watsky is creating art Mm -hmm. that is based on himself, but he is not his art. Mm -hmm. Okay. His, His art is representative of so many other things that he embodies. So it's not exactly the same, but I do think about this thought. He said, no, he wouldn't date a fan because he would be really worried about that fan loving his art and not loving him as a person and not appreciating him as a person and only appreciating him as an artist because they are two different people to him. Sometimes I think about that when I think about that concept of would you ever date a listener? Now, with that being said, here is me in my true little Gemini fashion of having an argument for both sides of the spectrum. If I am dating someone, I expect them to be listening. Mm -hmm. So then truly, yes, I am dating a listener. Yeah. And that's my answer to that question. I don't... (laughs) It's interesting too because I don't have that same expectation. And I I totally recognize that you don't. And I think I respect that you don't have that. And I still think it's weird. I'm still like, (laughs) what do you mean Nick hasn't listened to our podcast? And you're like, he just hasn't listened, but he's really proud of us. And I'm like, how can he be proud of us if he hasn't listened to us? Because that's how my brain works. Mm -hmm. I know that is not how your brain works. I need that validation of... I listened and I think you're a genius and I think you did so good and I'm so proud of you and this really was thought provoking for me. Like, I need that conversation. In case you are wondering how our personalities are different, listeners, that could not Here is it. have outlined it more crystal clearly. <laughs> Allie's like, uh, you survived today? And he's like, yep. And she's like, I love that news. I'm like, did you do this? And did you listen to this? And am I amazing? And do you love me? And... That's us. Yep. Real. All right. So the last question I have, uh, and I didn't see this until earlier, what is a personal goal of 2021 for you? Like we're talking like New Year's resolutions, but not ones that you are comfortable giving up on two days in, like actual goals for you as a person or as a mom or as whatever. I'm not really a goal setter. Okay. To be honest. So I guess I just want to stick with my self-care routine. So stick with working out to get back to a place where I accept my body more uh, because that's been a struggle since having a kid. Mm -hmm. And I have some professional goals that... (gasps) More to come. Yep. (laughs) And that's pretty much it. Those are good goals. Yeah. Just keep being happy. Yeah. 
I love those goals. Yeah. What about you? My goals are to, honestly, my goals are to be nicer to myself. Um, I'm really good at being supportive and loving and accepting of everybody else. I'm not as good at being so loving and accepting of myself. You're fucking atrocious at it. I'm so bad. So I really want to work on that because I know that I deserve to be good to myself and I'm just not. So I think that a lot of what you said, I echo in general, like self-care and loving my body and loving myself. And I also think part of that goal is just being honest, just in general. Like I'm really bad at lying to myself to spare other people's feelings. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair to either of us. Yeah. So honesty is my is my policy always. So I'm not saying like I'm a liar, mm-hmm. but like I will not tell you something that's bothering me if it means that I spare your feelings. Yeah. I want to get away from that. Also, something that I'm really working on and being very proud of and honest about in myself is my sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. I have come to the place where I am officially able to proudly say that I am bi and... I have come out to those closest to me. Welcome to our side. I know. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. I'm really excited about exploring this and and looking at this from a perspective of being honest and Mm -hmm. out. In the spirit of transparency, I actually think that I'm pansexual, Mm -hmm. but I haven't had the opportunity to spend time with people who are transgender, man or woman, to really experience that also, like that level of attractedness, if that exists. But I recognize that I am just attracted to people for who they are as people. That doesn't really matter what equipment they come with. Yeah, I agree. So that's something that I'm I'm really in 2021 going to be looking into in myself and in the relationships that I build. And I'm just really looking forward to being out and honest. Mm-hmm. And I'm also really excited that I get to share that with you guys as listeners in this journey and this experience and this understanding of myself with you guys much like we share everything with you like my fucking spiritual journey like hello you are on board with that so I just I can't wait for you guys to be a part of this journey also with me and I am super proud of you for recognizing that and being able to come forth with it when you told me obviously I was not tracked no I've known this for a long time. Can I ask like how you knew that? Because I'm like, honestly, I'm over here recognizing that I have been this way for a very long time and I really thought I was doing a good job of hiding it. So like, how did you know? Did you, Is your gaydar just that advanced or what? <laughs> to quote the boondocks, game recognize game. <laughs> I get it. No, I just knew. You just know sometimes. Yeah, that's fair is how it is and then sometimes I'm completely wrong so I could have been completely wrong but when you told me I was like well duh I love that your answer was have we ever spent time together before (laughs) do you know our history yes I knew you were gay and I was like oh okay sorry as I'm crying because you were the first person that I said the words out loud to and I strategically knew you had to be my first person because I didn't know how anyone else was going to react. I knew how you would react and you were like my safety. You were my, I'm going to say this out loud. She's not going to give a single fuck. She's going to love me no matter what. This is my safe come out space. So you factored in my assholishness? No, I didn't. That's why I was crying so hard. Oh, well, shit. I'm sorry. 
Actually, you know what? No, I'm not sorry. Because it was very you. It was a very you response. And you called me on my bullshit of why wouldn't you feel comfortable to tell me that to this point? Like you did. You called me on my bullshit, which was so appreciated. Yeah, especially with me being by. Mm -hmm. I felt like throwing confetti. I love that. (laughs) And had we been together, there probably would have been confetti. Pocket confetti. Pocket confetti. Tiny loves talking about pocket candy. She's obsessed with it right now. Thanks, Kel. But... (laughs) Anyway, really what I want to share from that experience for not only our listeners, but anybody who is struggling with their own sexuality, and even if that's like, I don't know my sexuality, but if it is, I know my sexuality, I just don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Hear me say, I had a hard time telling my best friend in the whole world who is bi that I am bi. Mm -hmm. That was hard for me to say out loud. And I want to tell you that I had... One of those conversations with myself where I'm talking out loud and I'm reciting what I'm going to say. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I had this conversation with myself where I practiced how I was going to say it to you. And I knew your answer every single time I ran through this scenario is I'm by. I don't give a fuck. Like Mm -hmm. that was the only like it was like a one way conversation with myself. Mm -hmm. And yet, when I told you, and your answer was, I'm bi. I don't give a fuck. I know. I was like, I was like, what do you mean? Like, it was so just real mm-hmm. in that moment. So I just appreciate that you were my safe space, even though I did cry a lot. And even though you were an asshole about it in such a loving and wonderful way, a very true to Allie way. I'm glad I could be your safe space. You were. You were. And you really did. You were the foundation of how I moved forward and I told the other people who I knew I needed to come out to in private before I made it a public announcement on the podcast because I know you got me no matter what. And that was really important to me. That was really important to me before making it an announcement that's accessible by anybody. Mm -hmm. So thank you for loving me. Thank you for being supportive and hearing me and loving me no matter what. And that's all I can really say. It's literally what I'm here for, so. Well, and to be, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Jesus Christ. Yes. What? I said yes, but I said it, like, very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what just happened. A bunch of dogs started what, barking. What he happened? What? Hello? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Just kidding. We're not getting into that right now, you guys. That's a Patreon thing. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. This was super fun. I loved this. Yes. I'm glad we're not a banter podcast, though, because this was all over the fucking board. Yes, it was. I like our structure. We talked over each other a lot. We did. <laughs> this is what it's like to be in a room with Allie and I while we're having a conversation about anything. Yep. <laughs> We hope you guys enjoyed this too and that you learned a little bit more about us. I know it was a different episode, but I think it's important to be able to address the people that are telling you things when you listen. No, I completely agree. And also just another perspective on who we are as people. Like Mm -hmm. this felt very, obviously it's about us. This felt very personal. Mm -hmm. This wasn't us explaining a stigma that everybody can recognize and the opportunity to learn more about that stigma. This is just an opportunity to learn about the people who you hear in your ears talking about shit we're not supposed to talk about. Yep. So I really appreciated it for that. And I really hope that you guys took away just a little something from us, like whether that's how beautiful our friendship is or that we really are people, people that we're not just 
voices in your head that are talking about shit we're not supposed to talk about, but also who we are as people. And just once again, we say this all the time, but I really worry that people don't believe us. This is who we are. Mm -hmm. This episode, although in a different format, isn't different because it's still us. Mm -hmm. And this is how we talk to each other. This is our friendship. This is who we are. Our podcast is a representation of who we are. Yep. We are taboos. Allie and I are this. And we want you to be that with us. All of those things. She looked at me like, oh my God, that was such a beautiful sentiment. And then she says with her mouth, all those things. Hey, I'm on brand for <laughs> myself. Represent. So I loved this. So did I. If you guys would like to hear more Q&As, questionnaires, episodes, I did like look off into the distance and like really embrace that moment. You did. If you'd like more of these episodes, maybe we make this a Patreon thing or we can just do it quarterly or whatever. Like, we want your feedback on if we should do more Q&A episodes because I thought this was a blast. Agreed. Yeah. If you'd like to reach out to us to tell us that or to maybe ask us some personal questions that you didn't submit in time or whatever, we're here for it. Like, we want to talk to you guys. We want to engage with you. We want you to be a part of it with us. You can reach us at our email, which is taboospodcast at gmail.com. We have all the socials. Our Twitter and Instagram is taboosthepod. And you can find us on Facebook at Taboos. We have a business page and we have a group. We still don't know what that means, but... Don't even close to know what that means, but we have both. <laughs> They're and there. It's really a lot to manage both. And I believe that we have a YouTube channel coming. Yes, we do. I'm really excited about that. Okay. <laughs> Our episodes are going to be available on YouTube. And here's what I'm telling you guys as a special sneak peek shout out to a future episode. Stay tuned. We're going to have subtitles on our episodes because... By subtitles, she means closed caption. Yes. <laughs> that is what I mean. <laughs> what is the difference? Subtitles is generally for... Well, I guess it's interchangeable now. But, like, when a different language is being spoken. Oh, same thing. It's probably interchangeable Tomato, now. tomato. Yeah. Yes, but the words will be on the screen. And that is what I want because that is very important to me for all kinds of reasons. So, that's coming and I'm really excited about it. Do we have anything else that's coming that we were really excited about? Our Pokemon contest, our YouTube channel. Nothing else I can think of. Other than some of our fucking amazing episodes that are coming up. Mm -hmm. That's what I got too. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So loved spending time with you guys. I have no idea how to do an outro. I have no idea how to do an outro on this. So loved spending time with you guys today. Like this was so fun. Yeah. Come back for more or something. Or something. Come <laughs> back. Just please come back. <laughs> Maybe share us with other people. Just don't leave. Awesome. I love that I get to sound desperate on my own podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> And on that note, guys, do you be taboos? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.